Hi, Signature Associates and friends. Welcome to the Signature Edge Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you design an uncommon and impactful career in the business of healthcare. Together, we are making a difference for our clients by lowering the rising costs and administrative burdens associated with great care. Engage with us as we spotlight big ideas to discover an uncommon you through leadership, teamwork, and focus on the healthcare industry. Think deeply, commit fully, and take yourself to the next level of performance. Welcome everyone to the Signature Edge. My name is Mark Mathia. I'm the Chief Experience Officer, and I'm here with my colleagues and partners, Chris Woodhouse. Chris, welcome to the show. Hello, Mark. Hello, everybody. Hi, Amy. And Amy Hennings. Welcome, Amy. Hi, team. It's great to talk to you today. Well, it is so fun to be here talking, and I want to start out with just a, a quick question. You know, I've been doing this intro stuff now for a couple seasons with y'all. How am I doing? I think you're doing a fantastic job. Make it easy to chime in and get a good cadence to it. So I enjoy it. I would say, Mark, you bring a great energy to this podcast and really start us off on the right foot. Well, thank you both for that. I was holding my breath because sometimes asking and receiving feedback is one of the hardest things. And oddly enough, it happens to be the topic of our show today. Like, when do we press in and get feedback? Now, to get this thing kicked off, I have a habit that I do that I think it might be a mild form of narcissism, but we were just discussing this pre-show, and it's about listening to our own podcast. And I always tend to listen to it, but when I asked you two bright minds, do you go back and listen to the podcast? What was your answer? <laughs> yeah, call us out, Mark. Uh, no, I don't. I, I I enjoy the live conversation. I haven't uh, gone back and listened to many of them. I've one or two, but not not all of them. I listen to all of them that I'm not on. So I listened <laughs> to Chris's interview with the DAB a couple episodes ago, <laughs> which was awesome. It was awesome. Well, I, I find it really interesting in this topic of receiving feedback because it is so hard. And hearing your own voice on a podcast or whether it's a video, that can be hard enough in and of itself when you're giving yourself feedback. But then when you solicit feedback, we'll start there, how to solicit feedback, and then we'll kind of roll into this whole concept of giving feedback. So first of all, for you, how important is it for you to have feedback, you know, kind of perfect your craft or to move ahead? And do you go out and seek it? I think feedback's critical because it we all have blind spots, right? And we don't, We obviously they're blind spots. We don't know they're there. We don't see ourselves through the lens that other people do. And having that other perspective, having a, a someone you trust and who you appreciate uh, give you information to help you become better is just a phenomenal thing to experience. I think feedback's critical to getting better. If you are dedicated to getting better, then you have to have feedback. And so in what ways in, in your professional life, or, or maybe even your personal life, uh, do you solicit feedback? How do you, how do you gain access to get quality feedback? And what is quality feedback? Quality feedback, that's, that quality qualifier is pretty important, right? Because if you go to someone who's never done the thing that you do and ask them for feedback, what's it worth, right? Like they, sometimes they can give you nuggets, but more often than not, they don't. They don't always understand the scenario. I'll give you an example. I love my mother to death. 
Mother is uh, the asker of a million questions, right? It doesn't matter what, what the conversation is. She asks me about work all the time and she asks me about claims XM. And I describe, you know, some of the complex scenarios we're going through. And then she offers advice on how to fix the problem. <laughs> I love her. She has no idea, right? <laughs> so quality quality uh, feedback is is key. And I, I appreciate where her heart's at. You know, take her advice with a grain of salt when it comes to some of the things we deal with. Yeah. So, but getting it from people who've been there, who have experienced the same uh, struggles or challenge or presentation or whatever it is, and, and bouncing ideas off each other and getting direct feedback on your own performance is, it's just, it's critical. Like it's how you become better to become the best, right? Feedback for me, I really needs to be someone that I respect. And that, and that's the piece where like Chris gave a great example of someone without probably the, the institutional knowledge to really help you. But I also, I think for, especially when it comes to soft skills and I really look for feedback from people who I want to become like. And if someone's giving me feedback and I, I'm like, I don't want to be like them. I, sometimes I get feedback that I need to talk more. Well, I don't really want to talk more in a meeting than I already am. I, I, I make a conscious choice of that. And they, I think they talk too much in meetings. So I, it's not good. I don't like that. I'm really careful with that sort of feedback. Gotcha. And, and just to clarify, Chris, she's probably talking about me when we're in meetings and I'm asking her to talk more and sorry about talking too much, but again, great feedback. You know, one of the things just to add on to that, I, I look at feedback in terms of, of levels and, you know, if, if people have listened to our podcast, they understand that we've talked a lot about how to partner, how to build trust within organizations. And when it comes to connections, I really look at it three ways, trusted connections, true connections, and social connections. What you're describing to me is that feedback loop and the trusted connection component, which is always the smallest part, should be the largest, but that would be like our personal board of directors. And that's where you go to make decisions. And I love feedback at that level. That's really important to me. When it comes to the true they're typically the group of my associates and friends that I run to once I've made my decision because I want them to know and I, I want them to know how it's going and what I'm thinking, but I probably didn't get the feedback loop in there. So that's a different level. And then social, and I kind of think of like social media, and that's people that I want to, I, I want to connect with, but I'd probably rather go have dinner and just hang out and get to know how they're doing. But all of those groups of people are so important to me, but there is a little extra emphasis in the what I would call the tip of a pyramid, that smaller group of people that I really rely on to help me become better. And by the way, if you're in that group, you can tell me anything, even if I talk too much in meetings, because I'm always listening and I always want to improve myself. Um, do you guys find that you have the same kind of categories between trusted, true, and social? Yeah, I wouldn't say I've ever put them in those buckets, but I, now that you've mentioned them, I can see them falling in that way. They're definitely a handful of folks that whatever they tell me, I'm probably going to take as gospel, right? That's, they're giving it to me and I'm going to listen and I'm going to apply it because one, I trust them. Two, I see the successes in the way they do whatever it is, right? And uh, I want to be emulating them. And um, I really like the way you've broken those down. It's really good. Thanks, Chris. Have you ever gotten feedback from someone who you would say is not a quality source, Yeah, but we're still able to take advantage of that feedback? Yeah, well, that, that is really important. And, and the answer is 
Absolutely, yes. And, and it's probably why I think humility is the key component of leadership. And I tend to like to be surrounded in all at all aspects of my network with some humility, um, because I think there is some things that we can learn. Sometimes there's an unbiased look at performance through people outside of that lens. Um, but I would also liken it to, Chris, like when we do our listening pulses, um, although it's a survey and it's not face-to-face, -face, we're getting a lot of feedback. And people offer us feedback all the time that I didn't ask for. So it's like, it, it like here's the question, but here's my opinion. And we let them fill it in. I and Amy, uh, we read every single comment and we listen to every bit of feedback that we have, because I think there are nuggets in everything. Um, now, will I run to that source for a decision-making? Yeah, probably not. But when I, when I do solicit things, I think it's important to. So for me, that's where you have to remain humble. And the times I've gotten myself in a little bit of a bind is when I didn't and I ignored a few things and it kind of blew up in my face. And that's happened a few times because I didn't pay attention to those people outside who had a little bit different view or clear view of what was going on. And I just thought I was good enough to not listen. And my mind goes to Facebook um chat streams for some reason right <laughs> the place where happiness and joy go to die <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of contentious people uh in social media platforms yeah. but i think there's opportunity not necessarily in that forum but there's always opportunity for introspection right so if the source is is outside of your trusted pyramid peak group of friends or, or associates you're getting feedback it's still worth the time to take a step back and think through, is this true, right? Is there is there any credence to what they're saying? Is there an area for me to grow in or adjust or or is it bogus? Because sometimes it's bogus, but sometimes it, it is hitting from some angle that you should take advantage of and, and take a look at. Team, I have a question for you both. How as a leader do you know when you're giving too much or too little feedback? So I think it it has to do with the response received, right? So that's why it's really important when you're giving feedback. If if you can do it in person, if you can't do it in person, do it over video, right? So you can pick up on the nonverbal communication pieces. And then, you know, posture is always a thing. You know, you're giving feedback to someone, if their posture closes in and they shut down and you can kind of tell, then you gotta not necessarily course correct, but find a way to, to to deliver the feedback in a way that that they can hear it right. And I've always heard it called the sandwich method, right? Positive, uplifting, good news. Give a little bit of feedback, maybe some bad news, and then end with more positive information at the end. And just makes the whole communication a little bit easier to stomach, especially when it's difficult conversations. I think, but that's why it's important just to be engaged in, in all areas of communication, both verbal and nonverbal, makes it a little easier to, to see how it's received. You know, and for me, team, th this is a, a really sensitive one because part of what I would consider when I look at my strengths is the fact that I'm able to integrate learning really quickly and um, confidently, but that doesn't always mean I'm an expert at something. And so one of the things that I try to catch myself on is being very mindful of when I do have the experience or wisdom or guidance that could offer good feedback on that, and when I need to just be curious. So more times than not, with my coaching background, I'll probably ask questions 
to gain clarity and insight and in the hopes that, hey, they'll come around, right? You know, not that I have an outcome of this, but, you know, to understand exactly what's being asked and and to lean into that to give feedback, I ask a lot of questions so that I fully understand. And many times then whoever I'm talking to kind of solve it on their own and don't need it. But Chris, to your point, when I'm asked a specific question about something, my wife is a great example of someone who looked me in the eyes and said, don't you dare coach me. Give me your opinion. What do you want for dinner? And so I think it's really important that I learn to be more direct in those times. And so so I kind of straddle the fence on trying to really want to understand, make sure I know what the heck I'm talking about, and then kind of show up as whoever I'm communicating with needs me to show up and be that person. All right. So you're out to dinner, the a newfound acquaintance, they have a little bit of food on their face. Do you tell them yes or no? Well, you know. Oddly enough, it happens all the time. I, I tell them. Oh, I tell them. Chris? I do. I tell them. I try and do it in a way that if there's other people around, is it's less obvious, right? Like try and get their attention and, you know, yeah. look, look, look them in the eye and then rub your chin or wherever the food is, right? But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's really important. On, and, and on this concept of feedback, these are really, really uh, valuable understandings that I think, I think everybody needs to realize a couple of things, right? Gallup said only 26% crave more and more feedback, like, like strongly crave it. And I think that's an interesting step because there's a lot of variance then in the rest. And I always ask myself, well, what are the rest craving? <laughs> what, what, what do they want to be blind, right? We talk about blind spots. And, and so I think it's really important to understand the delivery of feedback is one of the most important elements of great leadership. And so when you're confronted with giving truth um, and you still want to maintain the relationship, what is some secret tactics that you would say, based on your experience of leading others, that you would offer so that people can be able to be that kind of feedback giver with both what I'll say is truth and grace? A big piece for me is consistency, right? Staying the course, whether they have food on their face or they're they're really messing up in work or whatever it is, is being willing to be a consistent giver of feedback. Because when you're out to dinner and you keep someone from embarrassment, you're establishing trust with them yeah. so that down the road, as more and more feedback is given in different circumstances, it can be received. You know, it's the only time you're ever talking to someone is to tell them, hey, you're doing a bad job in your performance or whatever the feedback is. Right. It's negative. You're, it's not going to be easy for them to take that. I have a great book recommendation for everyone on the podcast, Radical Candor Mm. by Kim Scott. And her entire book is about having, giving um, feedback in a way that's radically candor. And she has a quadrant system where you have to care personally and challenge directly. So you're looking for that upper right quadrant of care highly personally challenge directly. Otherwise, she says you get into ruinous empathy, manipulative insecurity, or obnoxious aggression, and you've got to be in that in that upper quadrant. And that's how you get to fundamental change when you have people that you need to give direct feedback to. And I would highly recommend the book. I read it, and I think it's really fantastic. To, it speaks to what you were both saying, and mm-hmm. that's the consistency of caring personally, challenging directly. 
Yeah, I think that's a big challenge for for all of us, right? How do you do that? And and how do you know when to use your voice to lean into those kinds of conversations so that you could advance? And, you know, at work, it's one of those areas where it's imperative that we show up and do our best work. Our clients, the veterans, the healthcare industry depend on our output. And so if we're too hesitant in the challenge, sometimes it can go a little left or a little right. And so we really have to find that fine balance in having radical candor. And, and I really like how you framed it in that upper quadrant. I think that would be really beneficial. And maybe we could include that in the show notes. Chris, is there a real life example that you've had where you've had to try to use radical candor to advance the ball or, or, or move the project forward? Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> how do you nail it down, right? interesting scenario working with one of our customers we were kind of going through a season of of just death by meetings right Mm -hmm. and it turned out to be the same people on all the calls and we were covering the same information on multiple calls right and so it was a lot of wasted time uh, in these interactions so i was able to sit down with their project manager and just go hey here's a an idea we could look at what if we took all of these 27 meetings and we condensed it into this 11 meeting set across these weeks, right? And, you know, they took that and they they reviewed it. And then we didn't quite get down to the number that I was hoping to, but it was much less than where we started. So found some nice middle ground in there. And, you know, it's, it's hard to say, hey, the way you're managing this is not the greatest, right? But there's ways to do that diplomatically and, you know, in a way that can be received. So... Amy, what, what's been your experience with that scenario? Yeah, I think first you got to kind of know your audience. Some people on my team, get, I do, they do better with nuggets of feedback to just get them. I try to always put guardrails up, right? And make sure if they get a little too close to the guardrail is usually when I put feedback in to get them back to center. And that's how I do that. I think what's really fascinating and um, I have, I'm really fortunate. I get to work with a lot of people in generation Z and millennials. They love feedback. They want it all the time. And I got to tell you, my team comes in and asks all the time for feedback. Do you have any feedback for me? Do you have any feedback? And in fact, I also think it's a little bit of social media that they're more used to posting a picture online and getting feedback instantly, right? We live in a world where feedback has become just, um, it's a, it, every which way in your life, you're always getting feedback. So I think that that says a lot about our next generation. I really, really like that. So I try to give feedback as much as I can say they crave it, but I have other people who don't, don't want feedback as much. And that gets a little harder. And I think that, yeah, just kind of balance it that way. A specific example, I don't know if I have one, because I think we, every conversation includes some sort of feedback both ways. I just, had a meeting right before we hopped on Addison producer Addison was in it and I made everyone go around and say on a scale of nine to ten how they felt about this project we're working on that's feedback to me on how we're doing and how we're how, how close we're getting to the finish line and I get to kind of see where everyone's at and how everyone feels about it. that's that's feedback right it doesn't always have to be specifically about performance it can be about how they feel about the project yeah. And when and when it comes to the unpopular feedback, and I and I think of specific examples in my leadership career 
of when I've totally blown it. And where where I've tended to totally blow it has been I wasn't direct enough. And so there are times when I approach feedback and I have a point, it's clear in my head, but I'm trying to talk through it, around it, all over the place. And it's being interpreted differently than I'm saying it. And in those moments, I recognize, boy, I'm not being understood. And typically, I I get a little frustrated because at least on our team, I'll get a lot of inquiries like, what do you mean? Like, what are you trying to say? Is that directed at me? Is that directed over there? Where, you know, and so they really force me to get a little bit more specific so that I can kind of get rid of all the guesswork. And I think for me that although that might be a spot of weakness in how I communicate from time to time, I think it's the most important lesson I learned that that just being direct is actually so beneficial because so many times when we try to talk around or kind of lob, you know, softballs out there hoping the right people will understand. By the way, the right people will understand mostly, but it all the other people you weren't talking about or with, or they're interpreting that some way too, personally. And so I think sometimes it's really helpful to be more directive, more specific. And that's one of those areas that where I would tell you that I've failed in the past, that I've had to really learn to be a little bit more candid and a little bit more specific and trust that people around me who are on my team know my heart for them. I am not trying to destroy anything, but I am trying to make sure we get the information out as clearly as possible. And the the, the side effect and where I really catch myself as if I had a tendency not to do that, at one point, there is always going to be a point of inflection where I'm really annoyed and I snap. Snappy mark is not positive. It's my top, my fifth strength. Snappy mark is the opposite of positive mark, but that's probably because I failed to communicate and I recognize that in myself. How do you both deal with that? And do you even have that problem? Is that something you've internally managed? And how have you processed kind of growing past that kind of generic communication to hopefully someone will get it? I've had moments where I've given feedback and I could tell it it didn't click with the other person. And in those scenarios, I own it, right? Like, okay, I'm not communicating this in a way that's making sense to you. So that's totally on me. Let's try and come at this from a different angle or let's try and, you know, whatever it might be, right? Because clear communication is the key. And if you don't have that, you both leave the meeting and you're thinking, yeah, I gave them the feedback they need. And they leave the meeting going, I have no idea what he's talking about, what's going on, right? (laughs) And so then you, you end up with a bigger mess in the end. I do have a funny feedback story that I wanted to share because I had a customer one time walk in and they had a smudge on their forehead. And uh, I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Maybe I should tell them. Yeah, I'll tell them they have a smudge on their forehead. Well, it was Ash Wednesday and I, I'm not Catholic. <laughs> so it's it uh, it like, oh, my mistake. So one of those situations where, you know, you have the courage to share, it comes back and, and bites you a little bit, embarrassing moment, but still worth sharing, right? Because to that person, and while they might say, okay, you don't understand, but they gave them the opportunity to tell me what it was about, which was nice. And then also just you know, let me realize it's okay to to step, put your foot in your mouth a little bit every once in a while. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So most people are pretty gracious about that. I've always heard clarity is kindness. And I think you should recognize that in other people too. So if they're being really direct with you, that's usually a sign of kindness because they want the best for you. And I'm not, I'm, if you read like my personality reports, I'm, I'm very low on being dominant. I, 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 I hate it when I have to be really dominant or 
really direct about something, I, I hate when I have to do that, but I always have to tell myself that's the kind thing to do because left with mystery, then that's not kind. And then people are left trying to figure out what I was saying. And so that is um, what I tell myself when I need to be direct. Well, that that's certainly some great advice. And, and I think this concept of feedback, positive feedback, I, I think is critical to, to great business outcomes. And without it, we're going to be lost. So as we begin our wrap up of this, this particular conversation, what takeaways, what, what could we challenge our audience to do to be able to become the kind of people that thrive in an environment that has both radical candor and high trust? Yeah, be kind, be consistent, be direct, right? Those are all important factors here. Sounds like a great t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> be kind, be consistent, be direct. I would challenge all the listeners to write down what the most meaningful piece of feedback they've ever gotten was. And if they're extremely brave, maybe email it to Addison. And so he can collect some of that and we can maybe share some of those if you guys are willing. But I think what, what feedback are you so grateful someone told you and then see what you come up with. Oh, that's excellent. And speaking of feedback to all our listeners, if you would give us some feedback, we want to learn. Now, we've been radically candid with our kind of walk in this feedback loop. And now as you go out and express your own and figure it out, we'd love to hear from you anytime, any place, anywhere, things that we could do, topics that you'd like to hear, ways that you want to engage with Chris, Amy, and myself. We'd sure love to hear from you. You can uh, email our producer, Addison Stoddard, and team. What an amazing journey talking about feedback loops. By the way, I'm still baffled. I'm the only one who listens to our own podcast, but it's because I have the utmost respect and admiration for both of you. So thank you for joining me today. And thanks for hanging out on the edge with me. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Signature Performance is the foremost leader in healthcare administration. Your work advancing our mission is transforming healthcare in the U.S. Signature is bringing together the best and brightest in healthcare. Discover opportunities at www.signatureperformance.com careers and be inspired to build an uncommon career that matters.